Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan, your host today. And it's time now for our moment for the family with Dr. Mary Mann Simon. Good afternoon, Mary. Hi, Gary. I can't believe we've already reached the unofficial halfway point of summer. You know, I'm going to need a lot more summer. (laughs) Well, you still have weeks to relax and enjoy. I think we all needed summer this year. I mean, we really, really needed summer this year. You are so right, Gary. The demands of the pandemic for the past year and a half have left their mark. We adjusted to totally new ways of living forced change like that. It's so hard physically and emotionally. For many children, the pandemic was their first experience with significant long-term stress. You know, I hadn't thought about that because teenage grandchildren live with us. Normal everyday life has challenges or stress, whatever you want to call it. Children of all ages notice when people around them are stressed. They might even react to our stress. So let's look at this developmentally. Start with the young ones. Young children often reflect emotional stress in physical ways. Oh, yeah. I remember getting a stomach ache right before a big test in school. That's normal. When we're stressed, our bodies make chemicals that have physical effects. A young child might regress in behavior, have temper tantrums, and separation anxiety. Additional reactions happen about the age of seven or eight. What happens then? They begin to see things through the eyes of others. For example, nine and ten-year-olds might have laid awake at night, worrying that their grandparents might get COVID before they were fully vaccinated. These kids might release fears as anger or irritability. And what about tweens? We've just been through those years of 10 to 13 with our teens. Even without a pandemic, that's a very stressful time. Tweens often pull inside. They're less likely to talk about their worries and fears. You know, I could tell you all about teens. (laughs) Mostly during this (laughs) pandemic, they've lost the rite of passage, and they're saddened by not having those special senior year moments they've looked forward to for many years, like the normal walk across the stage for graduation. My grandson had to uh, do a drive-by graduation and get his diploma last year, and one of my granddaughters this year walked across the stage, but she couldn't have anybody in the audience, and they missed senior prom and cheering on their fellow classmates at sporting events. That's all been gone for the biggest part of the past two school years. Wow, that's a lot. We can help kids, though, of all ages by simply noticing what we see. Observe, don't judge. For example, say, are you bothered that Billy is going on vacation and won't be around to go to the pool with you? Oh, so just being able to get outside and go to a friend's house or go out for ice cream does really seem to be helpful. I mean, for so long, it wasn't safe to do any of those things. That's true. That's why this summer, it's especially important to teach life skills, including learning how to manage stress. Kids are going to need that when they return to school. When you talk about teaching life skills, how do you do that? By making sure that for the second half of the summer now, children learn how to self-discipline, solve problems, plan, and organize. So you can have the five-year-old in your life go gathering everything he needs for swimming, 
the goggles, the floats, the Crocs and towel. Can the 10-year-old pack for overnight camping trip with a cousin? Absolutely. And those are great practical examples of how to integrate learning into life. Developing life skills now during this second half of summer will help children deal with whatever the new school year brings, plus enrich their lives for many years. Thanks so much, Mary, for being on the program today. Thank you. You're listening to AM850 KFUO in St. Louis. We are worldwide at KFUO.org.